Alright, welcome back to I Don't Know Shit About Music. Look at this. Two weeks in a row. Don't call it a uh, habit just yet. Don't call it a set schedule just yet. But here we are, second week in a row, episode 15. <laughs> that podcast is God knows how many years old. And uh, I mean, it can't be more than two years old, if that. Episode 15, ladies and gentlemen, folks, everybody out there. Uh, boy, what a weekend and what a week since uh, since I've last since I've last spoken into this microphone. Um, I now have another podcast, a more private podcast to say the least, uh, with my wonderful girlfriend. Uh, we decided we need to hold ourselves accountable a little more, and uh, a way to do that we thought would be to record ourselves more and i kind of touched on this the last time and we film ourselves now in the morning we have a camera in our face because we didn't walk or because we did walk whatever whatever it may be this morning we did not walk this afternoon we'll be different we'll walk Uh, and hopefully tomorrow morning will also be different but god it just did not feel right getting up this morning um but does it ever does it really ever feel right to get up it it truly doesn't but we move on and we prosper whatever continue on um into that and friday was a pretty pretty good day we went i had an open mic uh i took a took a leap of faith and for the first time just went to an open mic by myself without uh really anticipating anybody to be there with me however people still showed up uh some friends of mine some good friends of mine still showed up uh because my girl my lovely girlfriend was busy but i was like if she's got plans i'm gonna make my own plans i really have been wanting to play more open mics and i did such a thing and it was really good i played gossip about kind of just trying to build whatever i could around that hype wise like i said i know i'm not really trying to market it hard i'm not trying to push it out uh and make it huge or anything i'm just trying to release music because it's something i enjoy doing and i want it to be shown and uh, it's almost like i mean really the reason is behind this is i want to kind of have something there uh in case i ever disappear (laughs) and by disappear i mean you know wither away and die or whatever may happen. But I also just love to make music and I want that to be shown. And there's a philosophy that some people have of um, life is a beach. Uh, very cliche. However, we could take it a step further and say life is a beach and everyone is a different part of that beach. Some people are a great big sand castle. Other people are just grains of sand on the beach, you know being a part of everything and uh, other people are debris and cigarette butts but we don't talk about those people (laughs) uh and when i first heard that i always thought you know i would love to just be that big beautiful sandcastle um sitting on the edge of the shore there but i don't know if that's a very uh good thing to to wish for all the time because you know the tide can come in and melt it away and make it look all ugly but a piece of sand remains a grain of sand. So, I mean, it could be a tree, I guess, whatever else is on the beach. But 
you guys get the point, uh, and I'm kind of just rambling at this point. Essentially, I would like to leave my mark on this beach of life, uh, however you would interpret that philosophy, and I consider myself just releasing music as, you know, that's part of it. That is leaving my mark on the beach of life, so there it is. There it is, opening this podcast with a very, uh, you know, philosophical take, very deep take. We're getting real. On this week's I Don't Know Shit About Music. Episode 15 is when it all changed, man. It all went downhill after that. I don't know. (laughs) But the open mic was really good. It was a lot of fun. Um, I Austin's Coffee, big shout out to them. That's where I usually go play the open mics because it's very... Just a great environment to be in. I got there pretty early. I mean, signups don't start till like 7.30, 7.45. I was there at 6.30, grabbed myself a coffee and just... Wrote quite a bit in my journal, wrote about four or five pages just about what's been going on. I mean, I haven't written since August, so I had a lot to kind of catch up on uh, and try to keep it, you know, somewhat concise because you can only write so much before your hand starts to cramp or before you run out of time. So, you know, I tried to catch up on that. And then Eric, the MC of the Open Mic Night, came in, dropped his sign-up sheet down, and I put my name there 9:45 9:45 p.m. and he's real good about keeping that on time man i mean he i was every time i sign up i go on at the time i sign up for and so i got to give him credit for that he's been doing that for i don't know how many years now and uh he's he's good at it. he's a real nice guy he's got some good songs i'm not sure if they're originals or what cuz i don't really i mean i guess i could look it up the power of the internet but he's got this one they sings called million dollar bill and whenever he does it, it's stuck in my head for weeks after, and it's still been stuck in my head. So, uh, you know, it he's, he's funny. He's a funny guy. He got good songs. So what more can you ask for, you know, from an MC host? The uh, the talent there was great. I mean, there were a lot of good, good acts out there for an open mic. You know, it's always, like, shocking when you start seeing people who are, like, excellent. And, these, and that's how I would describe a lot of these... Uh, musicians up there um there was a lap steel guitarist who studied lap steel like in college like that was his whole shindig and uh he had this acoustic lap steel i forget what it was called i'm sure i could look it up as well but whatever um and he played these beautiful beautiful songs and uh, i mean it was just very nice very chill and uh then there was this guy who came up with an auto harp and I was like, oh, okay. Like, I've never seen an auto harp and like be played in person. I've seen videos of them and I've seen pictures and everything, but this is my first time experiencing one and it was electric. Dude plugged it in. And I was like, that's hilarious. And uh, he was amazing. He got up there and he's like, I don't, I can't write songs, but I can arrange them very well. And he had arranged two songs. Uh, the first one was like Stupid Tears or something. And I can't, but man, it was so good his voice was amazing um a very animated character the second uh song was a bob dylan tune that i actually didn't know he wrote it for uh johnny cash and of course that name escapes me too i'm sorry guys i'm really uh, (laughs) it's monday it's monday you know monday after daylight savings regardless of whether we gain or lose an hour it always always screws me up so uh this is this is the repercussions of that um but man, he has a hell of a voice. And then there were two acts. You know, the night started, and I don't want to shit on anybody, but the night started 
good. Like there was the first guy up there, or first gal up there was solid. You know, you could tell it was one of her first times, but she still did really well. And um, the talent just kind of elevated from there. One person after the other, people were just getting better. And I was getting more nervous. <laughs> and I, yeah, I should have more confidence in myself, yes. But, you know, when you see these people going up there with these unique acts like the auto harp or the lap steel you're a little like oh i don't have anything to i mean i do play harmonica with it so i guess i gotta give myself some credit but still the two acts before me that's when i started to feel real comfortable because let's say the quality dipped um this guy got up there and he was just like my favorite artist is joji so i'm gonna play a joji song and he just sang so quietly, played the guitar. So I mean, I'm now I'm just being a hater, but what, what, who cares? Uh, he played guitar so weirdly, like I don't know. Not for me. How about that? Let's say that it wasn't for me, personally. I'm sure there's people out there that like it. Um, and jo- I'm not saying Joji's not for me. I'm not saying his music is bad. I'm saying the cover artist. And he played two originals after, and I was also just like, mm, you're really you're missing your mark, my dude. Uh, and then the next lady was interesting. I wouldn't say she was she had less talent. I just think it didn't really fit, and maybe she needed a full orchestra behind her because she stood up with a clarinet, played a melody, then started singing <laughs> a cappella. So it was very interesting. And then she for her second song, she put the clarinet down and pulled out a moleskin journal and just started singing from that, from whatever she had written. Uh, oh, I remember the clarinet song was a Dido song. Um, it kind of sounds like if you're blue and you don't know where to go to, it's like putting on the Ritz, but it wasn't, it wasn't that song. Uh, cause it was a Dito song, obviously not, uh, Fred Astaire or Gary Newman, but, um, she was good. All things considered, she was probably like in her sixties. So it, it, that's what I like about Austin's is it really brings out pretty much every sort of musician and every sort of person. There isn't a lot of spoken word or poetry. I mean, I haven't seen a single one yet, um, but what's going on? My computer just went dim. Oh, we're good. We're good. Sorry about that. Um, Whatever. (laughs) But um, that's what I like about Austin's. It's very, uh, it's unique in that sense, to say the least. So that was pretty cool. Pretty cool. And the next morning... My lovely girlfriend and I got up and decided we would like to get some acai bowls for breakfast slash lunch. And I I am allergic to fresh fruit and vegetables, believe it or not. I mean, I have a very crazy allergy where I have the normal allergies, you know, like pollen and all that. But then there's a pollen that lives in fruit and vegetables, anything that really grows, um, that is destroyed by heat. So if you cook it, it's fine. Like I love cooked veggies all the time. Um, but anything fresh will make my throat itch, make my tongue itch. Uh, you know, like you get the thing in your ear where you're like poking your ear, trying to scratch it, but it's not doing anything. I've had times where I've broken out in hives. It's giving me stomach aches. You see where this is going. (laughs) Um, I took a, I took a Zyrtec before we went because I was like, I want a good, bowl of fruit i want to be start being a little healthier or something just eat some healthier sugars 
And uh, I, I wasn't going to do the as- acai. They had a yogurt base. And I was just going to be like, all right, I'll do the yogurt base and I'll get fresh fruit. But I won't do the acai base and really screw myself. Didn't matter. Uh, the Zyrtec prevented my throat and tongue from itching and being all whatever. And I felt very full. I was like, this was a great meal. I'm glad we did this. I felt healthy. And we get back to her place. She leaves because she had to go to, she went to go do stuff with her friends. And, and I'm sitting there watching her cat or our cat, I should say. It's our son now, Dolly. But uh, <laughs> my stomach starts to churn it just in knots. And I'm like, oh, brother, I feel like doo-doo garb. And I tried going to the bathroom. I tried, you know, drinking extra water. Nothing was helping. My stomach was locked up and just upset at me. Real pissed. Like, why the fuck did you... You never eat fruit. And here you are eating six pounds of it in one serving. What the fuck is wrong with you? And I'm like, eh, it, it tasted good at least, right? So that stomach ache lasted from about noon or 1 p.m. that day till... I would say 7 or 8 p.m. Sunday. So for over 24 hours, I was dealing with this stomach ache. I was up nearly all Saturday night, which was the goddamn time change, too. So I was like, and I didn't know it at the time. It wasn't until the next morning that I was like, this was the longest night of my life. And then I realized I had an extra hour of it. That's why. I'm just throwing up. Not throwing up. I don't know why I said that. My stomach just was killing me, and I was running to the bathroom every it seemed like every hour, every time I look at my phone, I was like, God, God bless. But I survived, and here I am, episode 15, two weeks in a row. A stomach, a weekend-long stomachache is not going to stop me, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Everyone's like, please, just please stop. No, that's. I know that's not the case. Nobody's, I don't think there's any opinions of this show yet. We'll see. Who knows? Maybe by episode 20, we'll get some public opinion coming in. Um, I did have somebody write in to my Instagram wanting to uh, do come on as a guest. And I, I was like, oh, I'd love that. But I, this was months ago. Whenever the episode 13 came out. So a couple months ago, <laughs> to say the least. And uh, I'd just been so busy since. I have not even gotten a chance to get back to him. We talked a little bit about trying to set up a time, but uh, I just haven't been getting... So if you're listening to this, and we know you are, uh, I'm sorry that I have not been able to get back to you. Life has been a little wacky, um, to say the least. Lots of... And I've just been trying to get other affairs in order. Like, I really... like. God, I have a fucking addiction to Fallout New Vegas that I gotta curb. <laughs> I can't stop playing that game and uh I I looks like I'm coming to the end of it. I have 90 hours in this fucking game. Probably almost 100 now. And um I've just been doing so many side quests trying to get everything you know lined up uh so I could finish it off cuz I I I don't know the ending for sure, but I think I know it. I think I know what happens. And, uh, cause just, you know, it's a 14 year old game or whatever. So it's been spoiled, but I have a very good selective memory where I'm able to just try and forget. And, uh, I think, I think I've forgotten, but if what I think happens happens, I won't be surprised and I will be a little disappointed. Um, much in the way of like the cyberpunk ending and this is, or, um, 
Outer Worlds. This isn't. These aren't spoilers. This is just in Cyberpunk Outer Worlds, and from what I've heard, Fallout New Vegas, and I believe Fallout Three. It ends, and it ends, ends. It's not like Skyrim where you do the main quest and you can just continue from there. Um, in both of those games, it's or in all of those other games, it's like the story ends and the game ends, and you can go back to your most recent save or your most recent one of your most recent saves, any of the saves, and play from there. But if you keep if you do that final mission, the game is over, um, and. And that just kind of, like, especially with Cyberpunk, it left me very much feeling like uh, I didn't need to play anymore. And I still had plenty to do. I mean, Cyberpunk has a lot of content. And I was just like, eh, the game's over. Same with Outer Worlds. I felt like I had so much more to do in Outer Worlds. And I was like, eh, game feels over to me. And sometimes I guess it makes sense, like, story-wise to end it. But especially with Cyberpunk having DLC coming out, I don't know. There was just a lot of... So, uh, I mean, we could go on a whole podcast series about cyberpunk. It's so troublesome, to say the least. But uh, once I build my new PC, I will be doing another playthrough of cyberpunk. And I might stream it. I don't know. The problem with streaming is I want to play even when I'm not streaming. So it's, like, very hard to do. I want to do the same thing with <laughs> New Vegas. Like, I've been looking to uh, my whole the i want to i've kind of started a timbuktu twitch channel but i've barely used it and the whole my main idea is i want to just stream older games just because why not like nobody's streaming them anymore so it's kind of funny that way uh probably nobody will watch them but that's fine with me i don't care i'm just trying to play and if five people watch and interact with the chat whoop-de-doo that's fun with me you know that's so uh so be it to say the least but yeah, as I got off on a tangent there, as I was saying, life has been a little wacky. So, uh, sorry I haven't gotten back to you. I hope uh, we can set something up later. I just feel like right now is not exactly the time because uh, it's uh, very very crazy to just get anything scheduled between work and everything. And now I'm, I mean, with, with the holidays and everything, shit is just getting so crazy. I mean, I look at my calendar and I'm like, when is my next free weekend? I don't have a free weekend in November at all. And December is almost just as booked. So it's like, uh, whatever, whatever, man, whatever, man. January is my time. And at work, I'm hustling. I'm trying to show up as much as possible. I know it sounds weird, but I, I work hybrid. So it's like the more I'm in office, the more they see my face. So uh, the more they'll be like, oh, let's get this kid on something. Let's get him to do something. And then sooner or later, they promote me and I get health insurance. Woo! Being adult. Being an adult. You know? being Turning 26. What a, what a fiasco, to say the least. And I need to put this microphone away and I need to fucking dust this shit. Because every time I talk into it, I get the worst allergies. Because I'm just inhaling dust. Like an idiot. This this podcast is brought to you by Earl Grey Tea. Slurp. I was very scared I was going to burn myself and that would have sucked. But I did not. Anyways, uh, fruit allergies fucking suck. I hate it. And I probably could have done myself. Probably could have done it a little better had I, you know, maybe just ate fruit more often. But uh, the problem is it just makes my throat fucking itch and... I've had my tongue swell. I've had hives break out. It's just, I mean, stomach aches are super common. 
It's like, come on, man. Being healthy is fucking difficult. <laughs> like, why? Why has it got to be so hard? It feels like... I don't know, it feels like my body should reject a fucking ho-ho a lot more than it rejects a strawberry. I mean, Jesus Christ. Anyways. Uh, speaking of rejection... <laughs> The Twitter dumpster fire going on right now is absolutely insane. Um, and I'm sure everybody, this is everybody's topic of choice right now. But this morning I woke up and saw that um, elongated muskrat is not, uh, or is banning people that are impersonating him. Even though he tweeted out parody accounts are okay. So the... I saw H3H3, Ethan Klein, Ethan and Ela. One of my favorite YouTube channels back in the day, H3H3, before the pre-podcast, of course. H3 podcast is when shit went downhill because I feel like they really just started to do shit for likes and for views and kind of fell to the wayside of all the people they used to make fun of, like Prank Invasion and everybody else, but Keemstar. And uh, I don't know. I didn't get to see what... Oh, oh, Ethan tweeted something. He changed the name, not the at, but the name of his Twitter to Elon Musk and then changed his profile picture to Elon Musk's profile picture and said something to the effect of Ghislaine Maxwell is a very lovely woman, blah, 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 and hashtag free Ghislaine or something crazy. Um, Again, another typical Ethan Klein stunt. Like, I feel like the man has really kind of fallen off in that sense but nothing nothing about that really was oh he also changed his bio to say parody account and changed the twitter header and his profile to say parody account pretty evident that it was a parody account i'd say but permanently banned permanently banned after elon musk has talked about getting you know trump back on and i think marjorie taylor whatever her name is back on and it's like where's the where's the line here and it's like crazy that there are people i mean the use of the n-word skyrocketed after elon musk took over there's statistics about that on twitter that people were tweeting a lot more (laughs) with the hard r n-word and uh i mean what's going on here where people feel like they can tweet racist ass shit and and that's fine in the eyes of elon musk or should i say in the eyes of twitter moderator whoever that may be because he fired the whole damn thing and i'm not shitting on his the way he i think twitter needed a revamp but really you're beating a dead horse man social media feels social media feels like just one big advertisement anymore being completely honest it's hard to follow people you know it's hard to see the posts from people you know um because everything is just so bogged down with corporate and 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 polished things and it's like i don't know if that's that's the vibe anymore man like i don't know it's just it's things things are changing but besides the point crazy that we can live in a world where people are tweeting racist ass shit and and anti-semitic shit too i mean is kanye's twitter still up let's see shall we twitter Twitter twitter.com kanye i don't even know how you would find his twitter 
Kyrie Irving's still there. Funny when you search, when you, when you search Kanye, the uh, top two people to come up are Kyrie Irving, funny, and Elon Musk, very funny. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm seeing Kanye West was removed from Madame Tussauds uh, wax museum for anti-Semitism, but Hitler's still in there. That's pretty funny. I don't know how true that is. If I'm just spreading shit, that sucks. But, um, yeah, it doesn't look like he has a Twitter anymore. Yeah, just a lot of fan accounts. Um, that makes sense. I don't know how Kyrie Irving's still there. I mean, Kyrie Irving is maybe because he has less influence, but he's on the same, <laughs> same thing. And uh, now we're getting... Oh my gosh, now we're getting, this is off topic, but I just got an email, cause, and we are apparently getting another hurricane, ladies and gentlemen, in November, woo, we did it, we did it, we're getting a late year hurricane, and uh, there might be a chance I have to work the hurricane helpline again, and that was a great time, uh, but that's just a little interjection, um, basically, I just can't believe uh, the state Twitter is in. I mean, I guess I can believe it. It's always been kind of a shit show, but now, man, it's really, uh, it's really on one. So we'll see what happens with Twitter. People, there's people like Jack Dorsey is talking about it. He's starting his own social media. I mean, good luck. Really, truly, good luck. I don't know. I've thought about this for a while now. I'm thinking. You know, I felt like there was a period where there was a brand new social media network every six months. Of course, there was MySpace, and there's the classics, MySpace and AIM, AOL Instant Messenger for you uh, Zoomers out there. But uh, then there was Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram. I mean, YouTube is practically a fucking social media site now. All these coming up, Flickr, <laughs> remember Flickr, Pinterest, I mean, all these things coming out at once and very oversaturated. And then it came down to the what I feel like was the big three of Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know where you could go for a social for a new social media. I mean, it feels like it's just all been done. Maybe that's really negative thinking. I know there's be real out there now where it sends you a notification to randomly use both your cameras at the same time of wherever you in take a picture of wherever you are whatever you're doing and that seems pretty meme but it really only seems like a step forward from yik yak and yeti those was it yeti is that what it was called whatever those like text sharing image sharing anonymous things were it just feels like more of more of the same really so i really don't know where where to go f- f- to from here i think i mean Social media is at a crossroads, especially with just the amount of shit that is in social media. I mean, Facebook is a fucking cesspool. Twitter is a cesspool. Instagram is a cesspool. I mean, these goddamn minion memes that is <laughs> like minion memes have always I've always had a problem with. And and my girlfriend Vanessa will say, let the soccer moms have their memes. And it's like it's not just it's not just that. It's I feel like. There's been some really shitty things said with a minion slapped on it. There's been just really shitty memes with, like, an American flag posted on it. Like, if you don't stand for this, then you're a 
tranny, blah blah blah, and it's like what, what the fuck? And it's like there's a skull and a in this in the skeletons holding a shotgun. Or, or my favorite is when they're holding an AK-47, and it's like if you're not American, get off my timeline. And it's like, bro, the AK-47 is not an American gun. Fact, it's kind of the enemy's gun, so we shouldn't be you know putting that in front of an American flag. And also, why is it a skeleton? Like, I don't know. There's a lot of garbage, and I unfortunately have people in my Facebook feed, family members and friends, that share shit like that and fully believe it. I mean, I remember when the Supreme Court fully legitimized and legalized gay marriage. I had a somebody, I'm not going to say who because it would be too easy to fucking narrow it down. Um, Somebody on my Facebook feed was sharing like, oh, if you support this, get out of my country. And like, you know, the very hypocritic, hypocritic, not hypocritic, hypocritical ass shit where it's like, bro, you're like, you sit in a recliner and watch movies all day. Like, what do you mean? Why does this matter to you? Like, if anything, you should be on the side uh, that wants more healthcare and more cushiness because what do you do? What do you do all day? Besides post fucking homophobic, racist Facebook memes all day and watch movies in a recliner. And you probably got bed sores. Oh, man, I'm being mean. But (laughs) it is what it is, man. Like, I don't understand why people got to be so hateful on their Facebook feeds. And they got to share some crazy, crazy, whacked out conspiracy theory ass shit. And it's like, bro, just take it easy. And it's always like the stuff that's very much like it feels like a distraction and i've been saying this about abortion in the past couple months where uh, uh, there was roe v wade was overturned and people were all up in arms why the fuck was it overturned like it's been that way since you know way before i was born and i know i'm technically on the younger side i feel old i feel ancient but I don't understand why that had to change I, all you're doing is stirring people up and truly it is the most, like, there's no cloak anymore. It's, like, been revealed. This looks like a distraction. And if, if any, it feels very much like a distraction. And what what is going on that we are so caught up in abortion, Kanye West tweets about going death con on people. And, um, I mean, and there's so many, so much shit about, like, gay rights and everything. And it's, like... What if we just kind of said, okay, well, if it doesn't affect me, A, I can't really speak on it, and B, you could just go ahead and do it. Like, I don't, I never understood that about when people are against gay marriage. It's like, bro, you've been divorced four fucking times. Obviously, marriage isn't some holy, you know, thing that you hold to the highest regard if you've done it four fucking times. And, you know, you cheat on your partners and you do all kinds of wacky shit. Like, it's like this is, I don't know. It just all seems very weird. Another Earl Grey break. Sorry. Throat's throat's hurting all this dust inhalation I'm doing. But. Truly, I don't understand people, man. I I don't understand why their Facebook feeds have to be used for hate and spreading lies. Really, is is a huge thing. I mean, I've seen, I've just seen some wacky, wacky shit. 
and just some really like backwards thinking. I'm like, it's not the fifties anymore. It's not the nineties anymore. <laughs> like we're moving forward. And if you're not keeping up, you're falling off. And, uh, I don't know how sorry I am to lose you. If you're not keeping up. I mean, now there's pushbacks. Okay. in certain times, like, I don't think we should be, uh, you know, making everyone lean a certain way or making everyone be a certain way, whatever you can be your own person. But if somebody wants to be gay, let them be gay. If somebody wants to have an abortion, let them kill the baby or whatever the fuck you want to say. Who cares? It doesn't affect you, man. Like it truly does not. And like, they can make the argument that this kid's going to grow up and cure cancer, bro. If this kid, if the mom is trying to get an abortion, he, this kid will not be in a, in an environment that, could support you know the next brain child like it just isn't it's not gonna add up and i'm sure like there's a possibility that that could happen but truly it wouldn't it just really would not like it just doesn't make sense to me why you get so involved and i feel like the people that do get so involved get involved out of a place of insecurity or you know judgment where they're almost Ah, where they're almost just upset with themselves. It's like, that's really where it feels like a lot of this hatred comes from. It's like, these people are just so upset with themselves, so upset with the way their lives turned out. And the only way they can make themselves feel better is by turning that anger and hatred outwards. And truly it's on them, man. Maybe it's on, you know, on the life they were, they were born into or whatever. But at a certain point, you got to stop blaming your parents. You got to stop blaming your surroundings and you got to realize that you have control over yourself and you have control to, uh, change your environment and be a better person. Cause really what the fuck else are you doing? Watching movies in a recliner all day, spreading homophobic bullshit. Like, come on, get out of here. Get out of here with that shit. Miss me with that shit. Another old gray break. Who is Earl Grey? I'd like to meet this fella. Makes a mean tea. Really like his tea. Honestly, it's probably the only tea I drink. I can't stand any other tea. English breakfast, I'll drink it. And uh, regular, what's that, Lipton black tea, it's fine. But God bless. Any type of spice or chai or green tea, I hate it all, man. Green tea tastes like fucking rubber Chai tastes like I'm drinking a fucking bowl of poopery, potpourri, poopy. I don't know. Now I'm fucking rambling, and now we're gonna reel it back in here. And uh, I guess we could talk about music a little more. <laughs> I uh, I got a mix. I'm wrapping up a mix for a song called Voodoo Man. I am torn between whether I should do a talk box solo in it or not. I have a talk box solo recorded I really like, but I don't have a replacement solo without the talk box recorded that I really like. So I don't know which way to go with this. So, um, you know, we'll see. Um, but basically, I'm wrapping that up, and that should be pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. And um, I'm happy. I'm ha- really happy with how it's coming out. And I played that live at Austin's Coffee as well. And then I also played a cover of All Along the Watchtower. So it was gossip about All Along the Watchtower with harmonica. Um, 
Voodoo Man with harmonica. And at, towards the end of Voodoo Man, broke a fucking string. I uh, was able to carry through because I'm a goddamn professional and finished the song. And Eric, the MC, came up and he's like, you got more time. You want to borrow my guitar and do one more? And I was like, hell yeah, man. Like, I won't say no. So I did a song I wrote alone in Kentucky. Um, got off stage, went back to my friends and uh, chatted with them for a bit. And one of them seemed stunned and shocked. I mean, he hadn't heard me. He hadn't heard me play since uh, with the Wasp probably played live in March of 2021. So it's been a year and a half, over a year and a half since he's heard me play live. He's seen a video but that I posted on Instagram and stuff like that. But he's never seen it in person. And he was like, dude, when did you get good? And I was like, fuck you, first of all. But I appreciate the uh, vote of confidence that I am getting better because that is good to hear. It would really suck if I was getting worse. But he said, not only do, does my voice sound smoother, um, I, my stage presence is getting better. I seem very comfortable and confident. And I, I blamed the PBRs I had had before. <laughs> but I truly, I do feel more and more comfortable up there. And I feel like I'm getting better at just speaking. Because I've, I've always had a, been okay with it. But a lot of times I've had pre, pre-prepared stuff like especially like the only the real things i can think of are uh presentations in college and things like that where i had notes and i had i practiced in a mirror and stuff like that but now it's like i'm kind of going off the cuff with these performances talking about the songs i've written talking about the songs i'm going to perform and everything and when it's coming out uh, being goofy because like i like to include a little bit of humor like i'm trying to make people laugh even if my songs aren't funny you know because I don't know. I, I'm up there. I'm up there to perform my art and my craft, but I'm also there to entertain. So it's it's all about you know mixing, mixing the two of those as best as I can. Um, and I feel like I'm I'm getting the hang of it a lot more than uh, than I was a year ago. And hopefully a year from now it'll be even better. You know. So that is kind of where we're heading. Um, I have another song I've been thinking about recording. I tried recording it already, but it was fully acoustic, and I just could not keep the beat for whatever reason. Um, I'm thinking I'm going to start it acoustic and have it sound like an old uh, old blues song, you know, like they used to play on the parlor guitars, and then have it stop and go into just fully electric, much like Voodoo Man. I just think being heavier is my, is my forte, where... I was doing things fully acoustic, you know, a little lighter, maybe no drums, you know, keep it very simple. But I'm, I'm like, I don't think that's where, there, where my forte lies, especially what I was trying to do, like, I guess Western country music, and it's like, I don't know, I don't know, I can still do that, and I can do that just fine. And I think what I'm doing is I'm taking that and putting it into my heavier heavier stuff because i just enjoy doing heavier things you know like uh i mean even gossip about despite the whole song being on an acoustic guitar the solos aren't there's drums there's a bass and uh voodoo man has no acoustic guitar and this is like the seventh or eighth time i've recorded it i think i mentioned it in the last episode where it's like i had voodoo man one two three four five six seven and then like on this one this last time i started recording it i titled the folder and the file voodoo man please be this one <laughs> for the love of god no you know like 
I can't make it. I was like, if I if this isn't it, I'm not recording it again. Like it's done because I just can't. Then I truly cannot find a way to go with it. And I think I really did find a way to go now. And I drew in the drums myself, like because I don't recording drums is a pain in the ass. And I have a MIDI keyboard, so I started just by putting the skeleton drums there, basically, you know, the rhythm and the beat, and then I went through and tried to put in fills wherever I felt like a fill would be really good. And, and I think it just came out pretty well. And now I'm wrapping up the mixing on that. I'd like to start recording another song today. If I can get to it, uh, called don't worry. Um, kind of inspired from, uh, like I was jamming with this guy for a little bit. And while we were jamming, his girlfriend kind of dumped him and a little bit inspired from that inspired from, you know, a little bit of my breakups, it, it, you know, one of those heartbreak songs, but, uh, I think it's hard, you know, it goes heavy, goes hard, whatever you, whatever the kids say these days. And, uh, I, I think it sounds really good. I showed it to Vanessa and she was a fan. She was a big fan. So, um, I, things are, things are looking up. Things are on the upswing though. I could hardly ever see. That's a good song. Pretty green by white denim. Check it out. Um, I haven't done a music, music recommendations in a while. So let's, Pop open my Spotify here. Pretty Green by White Denim. There you go. There's a wreck. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Guns N' Roses lately, which I guess is no surprise, but I recommend, always recommend Guns N' Roses. Um, let's see. Broken Bells is a really good band. They have a song called The High Road I could recommend. Uh, I'm sure many people know who Flume is. Uh, they... Back in the day, I think they were a lot better. 2012, 2014, that time. Um, I, I think he just went a little poppy, trying you know trying to stay relevant, which is fine. But he, he had a song with Chet Faker called Drop the Game. Excellent song. I'm sure some of you know it. These, these aren't like small, small songs I'm naming, but um, Fallen Fruit off Lord's newest album, Solar Power. Pretty good. Pretty pretty good playing the fool by the Losteens or Losteins. i don't know how you'd pronounce this l-o-s-t-i-n-e-s it has just over half a million plays on spotify uh very excellent song uh playing the fool i should be better about this and i should drop the links in the uh youtube description i don't know how many people actually listen on youtube or spotify or whatever um, I, I, I wish Spotify, Spotify starting to up their engagement on their podcast. I think you can add polls now, or you can add a question or something, but really I want a comment section. I want to, in a lot of podcasters, I've been talking about that. They want a comment section and I don't fucking blame them, dude. Like there's a lot to talk about in a podcast. And there's a lot I'd like to hear. Even the podcast I listen to, you know, I'd like, if I'm on Spotify, like, uh, Sam driving or something. I really only listen to podcasts on YouTube when I'm at my computer because I, I go to Adblock and all that other shit. And I mean, most podcasters put bake the ads into their into their videos, and I don't mind that because everybody uses ad, ad block on YouTube because the ads on YouTube fucking suck. And I have heard YouTubers talk about how um, it's not the, it's not YouTube itself; it's the content creator that picks like what kind of ads can go there. But it's just like, I don't want to have to, especially on a fucking TV, that is the most annoying shit. Or like if I'm watching on a Xbox or PS4 or PS5, whatever, like, and you're, you're watching a YouTube video and the controller turns off 
and you're like, ah, oh, the fucking ad's coming up, and you got like five seconds to skip it until you can skip it, and it's like, okay, okay, I'm turning the controller on, turning the controller on, and it's like, oh my god. I don't know, maybe first world problems, but regardless, it's a pain in the ass. I don't mind having baked in ads, especially from podcasters I liked, because uh, I feel like they, they make the ads kind of funny. I mean, Bill Burr is an excellent example of how he does his advertising and keeps it entertaining. Like, he makes up he makes up little jingles for... I mean, he's got a MeUndies jingle. He's got a Zip Recruiter thing. Like, there, he does things with certain ads, and I'm like, this is funny. And uh, I don't actually mind listening to these advertisements. So, you know, I think there's a way to go about advertising in podcasts, and there's a way to not go about advertising in general on youtube um and blame blame the creator blame youtube whoever you want to blame i just think i mean in a world where every fucking thing is advertising anymore um like that's what i said about social media it feels like social media is just one big advertisement it feels like i'm scrolling through a giant billboard and occasionally i'll see a friend or someone i know it's like i'm my personal instagram while yes, I do follow a lot of bands and shit, it's a lot of branded content. And it's not a lot of what my friend had for lunch yesterday. And I know people don't post like that on social media much anymore. But, I don't know. There was something innocent about that time. Something real calming about hopping on and seeing my friend's burnt chicken piccata and him rating the recipe saying it was a garbage recipe and i was like you clearly burnt it but i digress and uh i don't know it was a simpler time back then anyways before we go down too far memory lane before we go too far down memory lane (laughs) i'm gonna go ahead and end this at the 45 ish minute mark i want to thank you guys for listening and i will see you guys next monday